Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. The call to worship is from Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. If you're able, please stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy mouth is renewed like, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we come before your presence this morning with thanksgiving and praising your holy name. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing us this far. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for keeping us and leading us and healing us and redeeming us keeping us from destruction. We bless your name, Lord. Father, we come before you on this day that you have given us. We thank you, Lord God, for elect lady Chanel Winston. We thank you, Lord, that you have kept her and that you could continue to keep her. Thank you for Pastor Sam. And we thank you for the message that he's going to bring today because you have put it in him. Direct our path, Lord. Help us to have ears that hear and eyes that see. Your word said, he that hath ears, let him hear. And to hear means to heed what you have said, to live by your word. It's in your son Jesus' name I pray, pray and bless these people. Amen. Come on, bless the Lord in this house. Come on and bless the Lord in this house. And forget not all his benefits. Come on and bless the Lord in this house. And forget not his benefits. Bless the Lord in this house. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. I'm going to bless his name. Command your soul to bless his name. Command your soul to bless his name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. That's all I have. Is all I have within me. Whatever is left, that's all I have within me. I'm going to bless his name. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's do this together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's do it together, Mount Calvary. Oh, magnify. 
magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. He's a holy God, isn't he? He's an awesome God, isn't he? He's a faithful God, isn't he? He's a wonderful Savior. He's a wonderful Counselor, a mighty God, a Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father. He is Yahweh. He is uh, uh, El Shaddai. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. He is Jehovah Rapha. He's our healer. He is everything we need and more anything that we need. He has it. Our weakness is made perfect in his strength. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I don't want to do it by myself this morning. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's lift up our hands. Before we start the song, let's lift up our... We're going to do it right this morning. Let's lift up our hands and tell him thank you. Lift up your hands and tell him how you feel about him. Lift up your hands in this place and tell him that he's holy. Lift up your hands and tell him that he's wonderful. Lift up your hands and tell him how you feel about him this morning. I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord, with the heart of thanksgiving. I will bless thee, O Lord, with my hands lifted up and my mouth filled with praise. With the heart of I will bless thee, O oh Lord. Come on, let's sing it together. With my hands lifted up. With my hands lifted up. And my mouth filled with praise. With the heart of thanksgiving. With the heart of
the song we just sung. Do what the song said. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Forget not his benefits. But bless thee, O oh Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not his benefits. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Forget not his benefits. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. A light in the darkness. He's our God. That is who he is. Father, we thank you. We don't deserve it, but Lord, we thank you. We don't deserve it, but Lord, we thank you. You've been a way maker. Way Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymate, miracle word, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Everybody's waymaker, miracle worker. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. One more time, say, way, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, thy God, that is who you are. Cause you are here, touching every heart. I worship you, I worship you. You are here.
Promise keeper and our light in the darkness. Praise God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Blessed be God who has blessed us indeed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ and then has seated us in those heavenly places in close proximity to those blessings. We're grateful just to be here. What a privilege. God has seen us safely through another week and has allowed us to see the start of a new one. And for that, we just say thank you. 
welcome to all of those who are here in the building, uh, to those who have chosen to come and worship in person. And uh, we're glad you're here, whether you are officially a part of the Mount Calvary family or not. Uh, we are glad you're here. We're glad to see you. We're glad you've chosen to worship with us. And welcome to those who are joining us online. Uh, due the, to the pandemic, the majority of, uh, of people worshiping with us are still online. And we're grateful for the technology that allows us to worship virtually together. And we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make, who make that possible every Sunday. Let's welcome them in the Mount Calvary fashion, shall we? Come on, let's sing to them. We welcome you into Mount Calvary, his house of worship. So glad you came, exalt his name, let's lift him up together. Thank God we're here from far and near, the Lord has brought us this far. And with the love of Christ we are transforming God. That's what we're about, revealing the glory of God's kingdom. Welcome. We are glad that you've chosen to worship with us. Is Miss Betty Joseph here this morning? Is that who I'm looking at back there? Okay, great. Um, could you could you come see me after service? Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. Let me thank you, Mount Calvary family, for um, for your presence and participation in the uh, Thanksgiving service at St. Luke. Uh, this past week. We are grateful to God for that fellowship uh, that is at least uh, 65, probably more than 70 years old at this point, uh, and we're, we're grateful that you all chose to come out. Would you uh, add the following people to your prayer list? Brother Joe Martin is having uh, surgery on this Wednesday. Um, would you keep him in your prayers? Uh, we got some great news this past week. Uh, Rick Moyer, who's been waiting on a kidney, they called him and said, get to Columbus, we've got one for you. And uh, I believe he had that surgery either on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, but let's keep him in our prayers uh, that the kidney will do what the kidney's supposed to do and uh, for his healing and recovery. Um, also, keep Brother Junie Bird in your uh, prayer. Uh, he has a, a blood clot um, in uh, close to his heart, and uh, he was taken to the hospital yesterday. Uh, would you keep him in your prayers? Uh, Dr. Gardner, are you here? Is he, is he on duty this weekend, too? All right. Thank, thank you. Um, 
Deacon Wortham, could you make your way up this way? Thank you. Uh, also keep um, Sister Carla Tanner and her family in your prayers. Her grandmother, uh, Lula Bell Smith, passed. Uh, she was 106 years old, and uh, she has gone home to be with the Lord. Keep Miss Carla and that family in your prayers. Kristen Pascal, are you in the building today? No, all right, I'll wait then. Uh, thank you, everybody who uh, came to support Brother Jonathan on uh, on Friday night over at Abundant Life. Uh, he thanks us and loves us all as his church family. You want to say something about the Men's Ministry Project? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. You don't need that, or do you? Good morning, Mount Calvary. I am Deacon Harvey Wortham, one of your servants, deacon servants. And my purpose this morning is to make you aware again, a reminder, of the donation drive that men are having for the men's homeless shelter in our community. We're collecting toiletries for the men's shelters. Toiletries are toothbrushes, toothpaste, razors, shaving cream, deodorant, Shampoo, mouthwash. There's a list of those items in the back so we can give it to you as you leave. But we'll be donating them items from now through the 26th of December. There's multiple ways you can give. You can bring your items to the church between 11 and 4 o'clock p.m., Monday through Friday. There is a donation basket right outside of the uh, receptionist area, or you can bring them on Sunday mornings. There's a donation basket right inside the door in the lobby. Or there's another option. If you choose to donate electronically, you can go to Giblify, Mount Calvary webpage, scroll down, men's ministry, your amount, give. Or you can write a check made out to St. Vincent de Paul Shelter. Or if you want to bring cash, put it in a sealed envelope, bring it to the church, give it to the receptionist again, Monday through Friday, 11 to 4 o'clock p.m. I thank you so much for your time and your attention, and I hope you will fill in your heart to help us contribute to the less fortunate men in our community. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deacon. I'm just going down my list here to make sure that I got everything. All right, great. Today is Elect Lady Day here in the Mount Calvary Nation where we celebrate our anointed and beautiful elect lady, Lady Chanel, who gives so much to this congregation uh, and to its individuals, uh, and we are grateful, and we just want to take time to show her what she means to this church family. this point she is an old pro uh, she uh, she's 17 years into this and that's a lot of ministry that is a lot of ministry 
we're grateful. Um, some of her sorority sisters have come uh, to share with her today, and uh, and uh, First Lady Emeritus Dr. Mary Cotton as well. Um, and we are grateful to have you. Uh, I won't belabor. Is, is, is Lady Walker here? Where are you? Oh, there you are. Uh, Sister, Di Sister um, Walker, the First Lady Emeritus from the St. Luke Missionary Baptist Church. God bless you. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Good. I won't uh, belabor the time. Usually we uh, have somebody who, who does a tribute um, whether my mother has done it, her parents have done it, uh, somebody who gets up and says something. And this year, frankly, I wanted to do it. Um, and, uh, and so, Mountain Media, if you're ready to help me with this tribute, uh, you can just watch the screen.
I celebrate you. I celebrate you. So that's why Nate took you to lunch. And then y'all came back early and I was in that silly tennis sweater. <laughs> so, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for my wife. There is a passage of scripture that I believe is appropriate for today. It's from John chapter 2. John chapter 2 at verse 1. Thank you. I'm reading from the New International Version. It will be here on the screen. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. That's enough. Verse 1 of John chapter 2. You may be seated. Jesus' mother was there. We had such a grand time with family on Thursday. I had cousins in from uh, Texas and from Alabama. And my niece and nephew were here from Maryland. And I was talking to Marky and Marla and, uh, and we were talking about marriage. And I said, the reason that I'm happy in marriage is because of the person I'm married to, right? It's, it makes a difference when the right woman is in the house. And I was reminded of this story, particularly of verse 1, because before Jesus is even mentioned, John says, in Winston translation, the right woman was in the house. Mary was there. It made all the difference. John records this first miracle of Jesus, what he calls the beginning of miracles, where Jesus manifested forth his glory. There is so much in this passage. I have preached this passage before, but as we honor our elect lady today and frankly celebrate womanhood, I believe the Lord wants us to look for a while at this wedding miracle because I believe he would have us to zoom in on the, story, on the woman in this story. The focus today will be on Mary, the mother of Jesus, blessed among women the Bible calls her who in spite of her circumstance sees beyond what is to what can be. That's just one of the things I'm learning 
that women are good at seeing beyond what is to what can be. As a matter of fact, sir, <laughs> that's the reason she married you. Because she could see beyond what was to what could be. You know it's the truth. It's the reason why your grandmother could take a single chicken and feed a whole family with 13 kids and two parents. It's how she could make one thing stretch into two or three meals because our loving God knows how to place the right woman in the house who can look beyond what is, who can see beyond the lack, someone who knows how to see past what is. There was a woman who even in the presence of shortage was not living in the shortage. And that's what I want to talk to you for about for a little for a little while today. There was a woman in the house. Say that there was a woman in the house. And I believe that the Bible places Mary, Jesus' mother, there so that we could learn something about living above lack. Let's see what the passage teaches. And I know you're thinking Jesus is the one who did the miracle. Yes, but Mary is the one who asked him. So the passage opens, on the third day after he came into Galilee, there was a marriage at Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Apparently, she had been invited to this wedding along with her son Jesus and uh, and his disciples and apparently everybody was having a good time for a while you have to understand this was an ancient marriage after Jewish custom not like ours uh, where we have a ceremony that lasts 30 minutes to an hour we get to the reception we dance for a few hours and we go home no this was in Jewish tradition this wedding celebration would have lasted for days and apparently the number of guests at this wedding coupled with the time that they have been partying has resulted in a problem and that problem is lack that's our first point in this lesson, we see the problem. This celebration has hit a snag. This party has run into a wall. This affair has met an obstacle, and that is they have run out of wine. They are experiencing lack. Now, don't get caught up in the wrong thing. Uh, John is not trying to tell us uh, that running out of drink at a big party is a big deal. Don't don't get lost in the, the little detail. Here is what the text is trying to teach us, if you'll allow me to pull it out. There will come a time in all of our lives where what we have doesn't seem like enough. A time when what we are depending on will run out. There will come a time when what we have and what we think we need don't match up and this fact of life touches everybody 
It doesn't matter who you are or what your perceived need is. Sometimes we all find ourselves surrounded by lack and shortage. And I don't know what you're short of today. There are some of us in here or who are watching online who have a shortage of money. Bills are due. Money is low. Before you even get your paycheck, every dollar already has somebody else's name on it. Uh, And if it's not the bill collectors coming for it, it's your family members standing with their hands out in need maybe your shortage is money this morning maybe your shortage isn't money maybe you find yourself in a shortage of peace with all that's been going on in your life with your job changes with your family struggles with pain in your body this pandemic raging around us injustice still rearing its ugly head you just find that the peace you once had is gone Fear and desperation, anxiety and worry are seemingly taking over your existence. I don't know what your shortage is today. Maybe it's a shortage of health. Maybe it's a lack of joy. Maybe it's a shortage of wisdom. Whatever situation you find yourself in today, I've come to encourage you that like the woman in this story, you can live above the lack. You see, while everybody else is trying to figure out what to do, While others are panicking at the situation, what Mother Mary does is significant as we learn from the story. The Bible simply says that Jesus' mother says to him, they have no wine. That brings us to our second point this this morning, the prayer. First we see the problem, then we see the prayer. Now I know that it doesn't look like prayer doesn't look like a prayer because there is no record of Mary saying dear Lord Jesus we come to thee as as humbly as we know how head bowed and body bent thanking you for last night's lying down and for this morning's early rising no she doesn't go through all that but what she does what she does is just tell Jesus what's going on you see when I was a child in Sunday school uh, Miss Jackie Patterson Uh, Miss Louise Lewis, Shirley Walton, Ruby Akins, Kathy Haywood, Linda Guy, Monville, Miss Pridgen, they are uh, all women of, of power in the Lord's church. They taught me that prayer was just talking to God. That I didn't have to come in with big words, just talk to him. And Mary's prayer is simple and to the point. She says, Jesus, they have no wine. She doesn't have to butter him up. She doesn't have to prime the pump. She just presents the problem to Jesus. Now, I'm not going to be long But we do need to stop and take a look at her prayer because there's something that stands out to me about what she says and about what she doesn't say. Check this out. Mary is wise enough to just tell Jesus the issue. She doesn't try to tell him how to fix it. She doesn't try to tell him what to do. She doesn't offer suggestions on how he can make it right. She just says, Jesus, the wine is gone. Now, I do recognize that in the modern Christian movement, 
We have been taught, don't pray the problem. I reckon, I get it, I get it. You got that at every conference you went to about prayer. Don't pray the problem. Honey, don't speak it, don't claim it. Well, perhaps that's part of the issue. Denying that we have a problem doesn't make the problem go away. I understand. I get it. I understand that we need to watch the words that come out of our mouths because they're, they're, they have power in them. But what do you do when you don't know what to do? How are you going to pray a solution when you don't know what the solution is? There are too many of us, I'm sorry, there are too many of us going to God with solutions trying to tell God how to do what we think he ought to do in the time we say he ought to do it. But this woman is smart enough to realize that she doesn't have the plan, but she's in relationship with somebody who knows what to do. She is well acquainted with somebody who's got the power to do something about the lack. Thank God there is a woman in the house who is not living in the shortage. Oh, she's got, she's got enough history with him to get her through this. She knows about the power of God. Remember when the angel was sent to her from God, the angel Gabriel, and he delivered the Lord's message to her. He said, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God. And Mary's response is, well, I've never known a man I'm a virgin but I'm the Lord's servant so be it unto me as you have said she has never seen a miracle of Jesus John said this is the beginning this is the first miracle she has never seen a miracle of Jesus but she had heard what he is about to do is the first miracle but she heard the angel say this is the son of the highest she heard that he would rule she heard and you know what the bible says about hearing faith comes by hearing uh-huh she had never seen him do anything like this so she didn't know what to expect but at least she expected something are there any women online today? Are there any women in this sanctuary? Any women in this room? Is there anybody at all in here who can say, I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know where he's going to do it. But I know he's going to do something. As a matter of fact, I'm looking for a miracle. I'm expecting the impossible. I see the invisible. I feel the intangible. And Jesus answers here, woman, what is that to us? King James says, what have I to do with thee? But it can be understood, what does them running out of wine have to do with you or me? 
Why are you telling me this? My hour is not yet come. My time to act, to show myself for who I really am, it hasn't come yet. He says to her, uh, if, if you'll give me a, a, little, a little leeway in Winston translation, he says, let me do this my way. He's not being disrespectful or trying to discourage her as some, as, as some have suggested. He's simply saying to her, I got this. I know when to act. I know what to do and when to do it. Trust me. Can I, give, can I break it down for us? Your emergency is not my emergency. Just because you're panicked doesn't mean God is. You're biting your nails. You're up walking the floor. You're losing your hair. Your blood pressure up. Your spirits are down. Worried about the deadline. Worried about your pride. Worried about what people will think. And Jesus is saying, trust me. I got this. In my time, not yours. I know y'all get tired of me referring to what the old saints used to say but I've learned and I'm learning that they may not have had a whole bunch of education but they had a whole bunch of wisdom and they said it like this you can't hurry God you just have to wait you gotta trust him and give him time no matter how long it takes because he's a God you can't hurry but he'll be there don't you worry he may not come when you want him but he's always on time and Mary being as wise as she is she doesn't say another word to Jesus she doesn't try to bargain with him she doesn't even answer his question she just turns to the servants and says whatever he says to do do it in other words she says prepare that's our third and final stopping point today. Not only are we presented with the problem, not only do we see Mary's prayer, but here we see the preparation. Mary turns to the servants and says, y'all get ready. I don't know what Jesus is going to ask of you. It may sound foolish. You may not understand it. You may not agree with it. It may make no sense at all. But get ready. Whatever the Lord says do, do it. And the Lord is saying to us today, those of us who are learning to live above the lack, he is saying you have to be willing to prepare for what shall be even when you're looking at what is. Sheesh. That's a hard prescription to follow. It's hard for us to prepare for what we can't see. To get ready for what we don't have. It's hard to start preparing for healing while I'm still in pain. Hmm? Hard to start preparing for my marriage while I'm still single. Hard to start preparing for my child's deliverance while they're still in bondage. It's difficult to get ready for my breakthrough while I'm still going through. It's hard to thank him for victory while I'm still in the battle. 
It's hard. It's difficult to praise him for, for my joy when I'm still depressed. Mm. It's hard to thank him for the wine when all I'm looking at is water. But would you tell somebody through your mask, it's time to get ready. Just because you see lack now doesn't mean there's going to be lack always. Don't be fooled by the water. Wine is coming. Don't be fooled by what you see. You've got some spiritual seed in the ground. So be not weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you don't faint. Has thou not known, Reverend Wilson, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he don't faint, he doesn't get weary, there is no searching of his understanding, he gives power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases even the youth shall faint and be weary, the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew, the, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they'll run and not be weary, walk and not faint. You might look foolish, but just do what he tells you to do. <laughs> you might look crazy, but just do what he tells you to do. You might get laughed at, but just do what he tells you to do. You might get talked about, but just do what he tells you to do. The servants look foolish when they filled six stone water pots to the brim with water. They look crazy when they took dippers and put them into the water. They look stupid when they dipped out water from the pots to take to the governor of the feast. But all that crazy was justified when the governor of the feast tasted wine, not water. Somewhere between filling the pots with water and dipping the water out, it became what they needed. I don't know how, but he did it. He made a way. When my back was against the wall and it looked as if it was over, he made a way. You may look crazy going to dip out of the water pot expecting wine, but all your crazy will be justified when the Lord does what he does, when he makes a way out of no way. That's just how God rolls. That's just what Jesus does. It looked like it was over when they arrested him. Y'all know where I'm going. It looked like it was over as they led him from judgment hall to judgment hall. Surely Jesus was finished after they placed a crown of thorns on his head and nailed him to the cross. It looked like it was over when he hung his head in the locks of his shoulders and gave up the ghost. It looked like it was over when they placed him in Joseph's new tomb. But the rest record is early Sunday morning Jesus got up from the grave and he got up with all power in his I don't know how he did it I don't know when between Friday and Sunday all I know is he went in dead and came out alive look at somebody tell them I got water now 
but I'm expecting wine. Some of you have found it hard to hard to praise, hard to smile, hard to worship, hard to even get up in the morning, hard to lift up your head because right now all you have is water and what you need is wine. But the Lord sent me to tell you that he is a miracle worker and he knows how to turn water into wine. I don't know about you, but I've heard some things. I heard he's a way maker. I heard he's a miracle worker. I heard he's a promise keeper. And I've got faith based on my hearing. And my faith says, even though I may have water right now, if I give it to Jesus, and do what he tells me to do uh, I will uh, have wine if you have your phone if you're online then type it in I shall have wine if you're in the building and look at somebody I know you can't see their facial expression but just look them in the eye and tell them I shall have wine that's why I'm grateful for the right woman in the house for a faithful woman in the house for a faith-filled woman in the house who when I get down when I get discouraged she reminds me you shall have wine is there a God-fearing godly righteous faithful woman in this house right now if you are a godly God-believing God-fearing godly righteous holy woman would you look at somebody and tell them uh, it's gonna be all right come on tell them it's gonna be all right come on ladies tell somebody it's gonna be all right because i'm here and jesus is with me i believe mama go text your son mama go call your daughter and tell them everything is gonna be all right because there's a woman in the house and she talked to jesus <laughs> come on godly women Come on, godly women. Come on, holy women. Send your husband a message. Tell him, baby, everything is going to be all right because there's a woman in the house and I already talked to Jesus.
That's why when you were out, that's why when you were out, your mama didn't go to sleep until your foot hit the doorstep. That's that's why uh, daddy was in there knocked out, snoring. Couldn't nobody wake him up. Mama didn't go to sleep until your foot hit the doorstep because while you were out doing your own thing, you had a mama praying. You had a grandmama praying for you. When all she saw was water, she had already talked to Jesus about the wine. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for the right woman in the house. Come on, Minister Johnson. There is something about somebody who knows who to get in contact with when the problem presents. Mary had relationship with Jesus. Can I tell you, there is no biblical evidence that the governor of the feast knew who Jesus was. No Bible evidence that anybody else in that whole wedding called on Jesus. All it took was that one woman saying, Jesus, here's the problem. They didn't get together and call a prayer meeting. It wasn't two or three gathered. And don't get me wrong, the Bible is still right where two or three are gathered. That's where he is in the midst. But we don't have any evidence that anybody joined her in seeking Jesus. She was enough. And I want to encourage you, woman of God, even when it gets lonely in prayer, even when you feel discouraged in prayer, the Lord says you are enough. I hear your voice. Whether anybody is joining with you or not, you don't have to call a prep. Maybe you don't have two or three friends to call, but you call on Jesus. Somebody shout, that's enough. your family I want to be that person that calls on you and you say Lord I need you I'm presenting this before you this is the problem I need you in my life this is your opportunity to say that to Jesus I need you Lord is there anyone in the house or even on the broadcast that can say, I yield to you. 
I'm presenting to you the problem. This is my prayer. Prepare. This is preparation time. I need you, Lord. Is there one? If you have not received him as your savior, this is your opportunity. If you would like to become a part of this family, raise your hand and someone will come to you. Is there one? In the back. Hallelujah. If you have already been saved, it's in, in on the excuse me, on the broadcast. Type it into the chat. Someone will contact you this afternoon and receive you into the family. If you're already saved and the Lord is leading you to this assembly, this part of the vineyard, we need you you need us raise your hand someone will come to you is there one the same for those who are on the broadcast the same thing put it in the chat and someone will contact you amen praise God did not our hearts burn within did not our hearts burn within? Glory be to the Father. There is an opportunity. I had to pull my notes out. There is an opportunity for us to contribute to the work of the Lord in this place. There are different ways to give. notes back there. <laughs> Praise God. If you want to contribute, there are different ways to give. One is Giblify. Go to Mount Calvary um, to Mount Calvary on your phone. Giblify says tap, give, and it's gun. Or cash app. Has, uh, cash tag MT Calv MCB. Y'all know how to do that. I don't. <laughs> and then, praise God. You want to write a check, make it out to Mount Calvary. The deacons will be in the back to receive your offering as you go out. Or if you are coming by to bring your offering, someone will be here for about an hour waiting outside to give you that. For those who have bought your cards for Lady C, there will be deacons in the back to receive your cards. 
for your gifts for her, for her birthday and for Elect Lady Day out there. As we prepare to leave this place, please follow the directions of the ushers. Remain in your area until they lead you out. And we will say the benediction. Please stand. Your husband didn't tell me that, so you want to say something? <laughs> Be seated. Oh, well, stand to welcome her. Praise God. Recognize her. <laughs> Praise God. You might be seated. They about to try to get out of here without me telling y'all thank you. Like too much. <laughs> thank you to, first of all, of those people I invited to church today that came out of their way and spent you know, their morning to worship with us at Mount Calvary. I really appreciate you and I'm grateful for you. But I don't know about you, but I'm constantly, let me take this off. Sorry, I'm constantly in awe at the way our Father overwhelms us with his love, overwhelms us with his grace, and overwhelms us with his mercy. To borrow from a song that um, my husband and I sang together years ago by uh, Sandy Patty and Larnell Harris, he's more than wonderful. I stand amazed when I think about that the king of glory would come to dwell in the heart of man. And I marvel just to know he really loves me when I think about who he is and who I am. He is certainly more than wonderful to me and I know he's more than wonderful to most of you out here because you shared it with me. And if that weren't enough, he chose to place me right here in the Mount Calvary family. It was just that Thanksgiving dinner that my mother-in-law, my mother, my sister-in-law and Stephanie, um, each of us representing our own space and own time here at Mount Calvary. Um, and a good friend of mine was there too, um, who doesn't attend Mount Calvary. We were sitting there at the dinner table just talking and laughing and my mother and mother-in-law were sharing old stories about Mount Calvary over the years since they've been here forever. <laughs> and they were talking about the people here at Mount Calvary and how just Mount Calvary has just been great over the years. And my sister, Lonnie, she, she looked and she got quiet and she looked at um, my friend who was visiting with us and said, Mount Calvary is just a special place. And... Uh, we all agreed, you know, like it is really something special about Mount Calvary. I want to thank you all for making this place special. My extended family, my immediate family, you are especially a part of my song of grace. I'm extremely grateful for you, for your caring and your loving, hilarious and amazing presence in my life. It means everything to me. My mother-in-law, who I'm not sure I have the words to convey who you are in my life and into the life of others and in this world, I, I don't have the words to do you justice. My parents, who continue to sacrifice and care for me, who provide a safe space to whine, to fuss, to complain, to laugh, to breathe, and to rejoice. I value our relationship, and I'm so blessed to have you two by my side, my front and my back, 
To my children who make me more and more proud every day as I watch them grow in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God and men. Thank you for teaching me more about myself every day. Thank you for holding me accountable for the things that I try to instill within you and when I fall short on myself. Thank you for the days I feel like I'm simply not good enough. You make me feel like the most significant person in the world. Nate, by sending me the most beautiful text a mother could ever receive from their teenage child. Parker, my preteen, paying me any attention at all and hugging and kissing me. And Bailey just wanting to snuggle and calling me her cutie patootie. I'm sure that at the end of this speech though, after they hug me, Nate will tell me all about how I pronounced a word wrong, told a story incorrectly, Parker will complain about me even mentioning her name, and Bailey will complain about me not saying enough about her. I don't know where my husband went. Oh, hey, baby. But Sam, <laughs> you have loved me in my most, to my depths of my most despicable self, and to the heights of my most admirable self. And everywhere in between, you have remained loyal, patient, respectful, generous, and kind, constantly putting my needs wants, desires, and dreams before yours for over 17 years now. The words you said to me early on in our relationship, he said to me, y'all, I just don't want you to look up 20 years from now and regret that you married me or that I took the best years of your life. And it is from that space that you have given me the space and grace to just be me. I ask that you continue to love me and forgive me if I've ever made you feel like I've taken advantage of that perspective or your faithfulness to God displayed through the way that you love me as Christ loves the church. I love you and thank you, Mount Calvary family, for taking the time out to celebrate me. Bless the Lord. <laughs> and my apologies, Lady C. <laughs> now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Please follow the direction of the ushers.
smartphone, the Cash App, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.
Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial.